Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. The topic of insurers having panel doctors, insurers and panel doctors are in the spotlight as they disagree over implementation of changes to the integrated shield plans. So having more doctors on the panels of integrated shield plans is on the cards. The Singapore Medical Association has expressed unhappiness at the limited number of private specialists on IP panels, saying these panel doctors are mostly paid at the lower end of fee benchmarks. The Life Insurance Association says there is a link between the number of doctors and higher claims. Some historical context here since we're talking about integrated shield plans. IP insurers recorded rapid rises in claim costs from 2010 to 2015. The Health Insurance Task Force was set up back in 2015 to help rein in those costs and to avoid passing on rapid premium rises to policyholders. The SMA argued the problem was created by insurers themselves when they introduced plans that paid for entire bills, leading to higher and more frequent claims. Back in 2016, the task force recommended patients pay a portion of their bills. The panels of approved healthcare providers be set up and also that fee benchmarks be set. So from 1st April this year, all integrated shield plan riders will require a 5% co-payment with a $3,000 Singapore dollar cap per year. And today there are challenges faced by patients in terms of insurance policies and claims. The Ministry of Health has appointed a committee tasked with looking at issues related to the integrated shield plans that have been the subject of so much debate. So, so many stakeholders involved. What does this all boil down to for you, the consumer, trying to decide if you need an IP policy and what kind of rider to get should you need a rider at all? Let's turn now to Christopher Tan, founder and CEO of Provident. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Tell us, what are the changes we need to be aware of that have been made to the IP plan since 1st April this year? Well, um, Michelle, thanks so much for you know briefing all the listeners on the history because uh, I think to understand the changes made to the IP most recently, uh, there is a need to understand the history. And I thought I'd just add on to what you said that, you know, uh, I do not know whether Singaporeans know when was the first private shield plan introduced, oh, but it was introduced back in 1994. And the insurer that we are all fam- familiar with that introduced the plan is uh, NTUC Income. And in 2005, there was a new player, Aviva, and they launched their whole slew of private shield plans called Aviva My Shoe. And it was a game changer. I don't know whether you remember it or not, uh, Michelle, but it was the first time Singaporeans saw an uh, IP that has got as charge feature, mm-hmm. meaning to say that almost all the medical bills are claimable. And subsequent to that, a lot of players came in. They offered the same, including income. And also, they introduce riders that covers deductible and coinsurance. And what that really means is you effectively can claim 100% of your hospital bill. Mm. If you meet the requirement, which is not too difficult, um, which is, you know, you just stay one night in a hospital or if it's a day surgery, 
you can claim 100%, you can stay in the best room, one beta, you know, and all that. And as a result of that, as you mentioned, we saw a rise in premiums over the years. And uh, you mentioned about the task force looking into it, and, and that was the change, right? So in 2018, MOH then announced that from 1st April 2019, for people who are buying new IPs, no more buying riders that are 100% uh, covered. You need to have at least pay 50% of the co-insurance, or rather 5% co-pay, and there is a cap to $3,000. Now, then what is the change? But most recently, the change is this. 1st April 2021, which is just a few weeks ago, even for those of us whom we have full riders, right? in the past we bought, we were not affected by the previous change. We had it long ago. Yep. Now, if we renew our policy, mm. no more. We cannot have full riders anymore. It will, we will all be converted to partial rider. Same, at least we have to pay 5% copay, 3,000 cap. But the key difference is this, that you only, pay, you only have that cap of $3,000 copay if you see the panel of doctors. If you don't see the doctors that are in the insurance panel and different insurers have different panel, mm. then there will be no cap. And so this is the main change. And uh, Singaporeans, when they hear that, they get worried. I mean, I don't think it's just a 5% copay. You know, it is, uh, well, what if my doctor that I've been seeing all this while is no longer in the panel? And if I go back to see the doctor again and it requires a surgery, now, you know, what do I do? I have to pay, no cap. But, you know, I've been seeing this doctor for years. I don't want to change this doctor. Right, so this is the thing that rocks the world, and and the the, the last one month, last few weeks is a hot topic in town. Everybody is talking about IP changes. Yeah, especially as you say, if you've had a family doctor for years and years, mm. and then now you worry because that choice of doctor is pretty much limited to who's on the panel. If you want to benefit from that cap of three thousand dollars, yeah, right? Ex- exactly. And I was speaking to just one a person, a mm. lady, and she said, "I've been seeing my gynae for the last 10, 15 years, and I really don't want to change my gynae." And she yeah. found out that the gynae is actually not uh, on her insurance panel and she's afraid that she has some history mm. that if she ever needs a surgery then then how you know I mean, for the ladies the gynae is very important yeah. they don't want to keep changing it right yeah yeah absolutely doctors are like part of the family almost sometimes <laughs> <you know? laughs> Yeah. So uh, remind the listener who may just have joined us about why there was a need to make these changes. And for, so for those people who are paying for the full rider, mm. uh, they would have seen their costs increase over the years. And then pretty much this year been told, guess what? No such thing as as charge 100% payment right. with this rider. So why was there a need to make that happen? I think, well, at least from the health insurance task force and insurance point of view, I mean, having at least 5% co-payment and no cap. And if one sees the panel doctor will prevent over-consumption, over-servicing, and perhaps even over-charging to mitigate the risk, and as, uh, mitigate the risk of rising premiums. As you have said, Michelle, you know, we have seen premiums skyrocketing. And I mean, there are a few reasons, right? I mean, I, I personally know of patients whom over-consume. They go and see. They go to a A and E. There was no need to uh, actually stay overnight, but they have just done an MRI and it costs a thousand five. And if they don't stay overnight, they have to pay one thousand five. So they ask to be warded, and well, the next day the bill can amount to another two three thousand dollars, and they can claim. So that's one way of over-consuming. Uh, I've also heard horror stories of how patients are overcharged. I think everyone is responsible for, in some ways, but 
because of these reasons from the insurer's point of view, at least from the uh, task force point of view as well, if I make the patient pay a bit co-payment and there is no cap, if you see uh, panel doctors, there are some insurers, you know, Michelle, that they, besides co-payment, they even do this thing called claim-based uh, pricing, which is a bit like car insurance. If you claim this year, you lose your NCD, and next oh, year your no. premium goes up. Yep. So uh, there is at least one insurer that is using this to prevent people from over-consuming. What's that? that, that this, what is that clause I have to look out for, uh, Chris, before I sign up for that provider or ignore that provider? Uh, well, the claim-based pricing, actually, if you think about it, right, Michelle, actually, it's a very clever way, but it's the, almost the same as co-payment. So let me try and explain this. Uh-huh. Right, so co-payment, right? So let's say there's a 5% co-payment and if I go into the hospital and I come out, I, I, I have a bill after all the the, the deductible, whatever, right? It's, mm. Let's say it's just 100000 If 5% co-payment means I have to pay $5,000, right? Now, if there is a cap of 3000 it means that, well, I only pay 3000 But for the claim-based discount, or rather the claim-based pricing method, now, you may not have to pay that 3% or 5% co-payment. You may not have to pay that $3,000 when you are awarded in the hospital. But next year, maybe your premiums will go up by, say, $1,000, $2,000 for the next few years. right? So in a way, if you look at it, it is almost like paying for your co-payment but spread over a few years. Uh. So it's the same. But just that for claim-based pricing, I think psychologically, it works. It may work better than co-payment because for co-payment, you at least know, okay, this is the amount of pay, you know, I'll just go for it. But yeah. claim-based, you are worried that if you claim it this year and then your premium skyrocket, that may, in a way, better mitigate the risk of overconsumption. Sure does, but it, it puts a lot of uncertainty on That's the side right. of the That's consumer right. who doesn't like to know, like, what are my payments going to be next Absolutely. year? I want to budget. I want to plan. Absolutely. All right. So what does this mean for policyholders given the, the changes on 1st April 2021 to the IP plans? Does this mean they can't see their favorite doctor? I mean, well, of course, the policyholder can still visit their doctors, even though they are not in the insurance panel currently. It's just that they must be prepared to pay a lot more in terms of the co-payment as there is no more cap to the amount of co-payment you need. So again, maybe let me give you an example of, say, a $100,000 bill. It's a bit extreme. I mean, most people don't incur that much, but mm-hmm. I'm using 100000 to show you the impact, right? So if, let's say, you incur $100,000 bill, today, if you don't buy the rider, no rider at all, you just have a normal IP pen with no rider, your total cost may be about, say, after all the deductions and all that, may be about $13,000, right? And if you have a rider, okay, if you have a rider, but you go and see a non-panel doctor, right, non-panel doctor, then you may have to pay $12,000 if you buy a lousier rider. Okay, I'm going slow because it can be quite complicated. But if you buy the better rider, because all insurance companies will have so-called a lousier rider and a better rider, they priced it, right? So if you buy a better rider, you may only have to pay $5,000. So no rider, $13,000. 
you have a rider, even if you have a rider, but your rider is the lousier kind that doesn't allow you or, or is not meant for you to go and see non-panel doctors, mm. 12,000, so no, no big difference between no rider and even with that rider. But if you buy the correct rider that in a way allows you to see doctors that are not in the panel, you pay only 5,000. So this tells you that for consumer, you need to be very careful and you need to be very certain. You know, when you buy that IP plan and you buy that rider, what options are you giving yourself? I mean, if you want to have the options of seeing your doctor that is not from the panel, then buy the correct rider because otherwise, if you buy the wrong rider or if you have no rider at all, when you see a non-panel doctor, you will have to pay a lot more. Okay, so this isn't just a second opinion. This is the non-panel doctor. You have to ask, uh, you know, uh, what are the fees that I'm going to pay if I opt to see a non-panel doctor? That's right, that's right. So, so, and also, I, I mean, it's a bit uh, difficult to explain without uh, visuals, but, you know, Michelle, suffice it to say that different insurers will have different requirements from now on, even before you step into your specialist clinic. Right, you have to some insurers. You have to ask them permission before you go. You need a pre-authorization. Some you don't need to. So, um, plenty of changes, and and really consumers who are thinking about buying a new IP or or even switching IP, they should really go and find out more about these things. I had the full rider. I had the full rider. Uh, everything was paid for, but um, you know the cost just kept going up astronomically. Yes. And then yes. I knew the change was going to happen anyway this mm. year, so then mm. I, I I stopped that. But right. I'm searching around for what would make the most sense for me, right. and even I find it very complicated. So we're talking about IPs. If you've just joined us, um, you know the policies that offer coverage for better class wards, the integrated plans. They offer coverage for better class wards in public and private hospitals. And I think the appeal, Chris, when they first came out was we'd have the freedom to choose one's doctors mm. um, but that's changed since 1st April 2021 and we've just mm. been discussing why so with these changes does this mean that premiums for IPs should go down? Um, yes, I should and in fact uh, I have actually noticed quite a few insurers already reducing their premiums You know, uh, at least I've seen two or three and there is one insurer that is reducing the rider by as much as 50%. That's quite a huge decrease. Yeah. And that's good news. Um, but again, it depends on your age and the type of rider's board. The reduction could vary. But can you tell you know, me who that insurer is or can you not? Because that's an endorsement. Oh, I, can, I, no, I, I, I mean, it's, I'm not really endorsing it. It's just, just I feel like the premium. Yeah, it's a fact. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Aviva and Income reducing their rider and for some age group as much as 50%. Now, I'm not saying these are the best insurers to go to. It's just... I Cite the premiums and they have gone down. You know, and, and Michelle, I just want to talk a little bit about, I didn't mean to talk about this really, but you mentioned you have the full rider. I have it too, you know, and uh, the thing about this, the full, and, and, and all listeners, um, just maybe you want to pay a bit of notice onto this. Uh, the full riders, if you had it, and in the past, if you decided to change it to the partial rider, right? Now, be very careful because when you renew your IP the next round, because of all these changes, your rider may be changed to another rider which might not be suitable for you to see private hospital doctors. All right? So be very careful. Like, for example, for me, I am also on the full rider, mm -hmm. but unlike you, Michelle, I did not change it to the partial rider. 
And in my next renewal, I will have to be forced to change to a partial rider. But because I had the full rider, mm. when they changed me to the partial rider, it is a better rider than as compared to you, Michelle, because you have already downgraded your rider before this change. Why right? did I talk to you before that? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not too late. <laughs> yeah, but I just wanted to highlight this because please do not do nothing. I mean, as in you think that, oh, I have no choice. Uh, anyway, you know, I'm going to be changed to a new rider. Please speak to your advisor and find out whether your rider is the one that is really suitable for you if you want to have the option to go and see a private, private hospital, hospital yes. doctor. That's I thought right. all the riders cover that. Wasn't that the point of IP? Because your IP, to begin with, you say, I want an IP that allows me a single better in a private hospital. That's one of the choices. So yes, wouldn't yes. the rider automatically be linked to that? Yes, yes. So that hasn't changed. So your main plan still allows you to go and see a doctor uh, at the private hospital if you have bought the correct main plan. Right. What has changed is the rider. So the rider, if you go and see a doctor that is not part of the panel, the new one, the mm. new one, mm. yeah, yes, even though your main plan allows you to go and see a doctor at, say, Mount Iri Novena, you yep. know, and all that, mm. the rider after the change may not cover you as much. So it's the rider that is giving the problem. And so with this change, uh, again, uh, I'm asking you know, consumers, if you're listening to this, don't just take for granted and do nothing. Just have a word with your insurance agent and see whether you have the correct one. Very good uh, insight. Thank you very much for that, Chris. Christopher Tan is founder and CEO of Provident. We are talking about uh, integrated IP plans uh, here in Singapore. Changes made to the integrated plan since 1st April 2021 and what it all means for you. Mm. So I started by talking about having more doctors on the panels and sort of the debate that's happening uh, right now. What is at the heart of this tussle between doctors and insurance companies? Chris, what are your views? Yeah, so Michelle, you, you actually gave a very good introduction at the beginning and you have said it all, right? Because the prior doctors are basically unhappy that uh, well, most of their colleagues, uh, the private doctors, are not on the panel. Right now, maybe only about 21% of them are on the insurance uh, company's panel. So they're pretty unhappy. Of course, the insurers represented by LIA, Life Insurance Association, are saying that, well, if we include everyone, the price may go up because some private specialists actually charge higher, right? Now, but of course, uh, the doctors through uh, Singapore Medical Association responded and said, no, 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 it's not our, the doctor's problem. It is the insurer's problem. You should go and take a hard look at how your management fee has gone up and the commissions that you are paying your agents have gone up. And so, well, who is right? Who is wrong? Honestly, everybody has their point of view. I don't have the facts to say who is right or wrong. I believe that, you know, something in a binner would be the correct representation because I think everyone has a part to play. But I think more importantly for all of us, we are like, you know, the ants when two elephants fight, right? I mean, we don't care who wins, you know. Just don't whichever. step on me. Yes, just don't kill me, right? I think for consumer, instead of uh, being angry and making a judgment, what we really do not want is we, we don't want a continuous rise in premiums as unsustainable. Yes, we want sufficient doctors in the panel for us to choose from. But I think more importantly, really, again, I go back to the same point, is that as a consumer, you want to make sure that the specialist that you are seeing is in the panel. And if it is not, you want to make a decision right now. And if your health is still okay and you can change your IP or you can change your rider, 
do so. Because anyway, we don't have a say in the outcome. It's better to focus how the changes will affect us in terms of medical expenses and what we can do. Okay, so with all these changes, I mean, if I can be candid and open, I know people who've just thrown their hands up in the air. They had full riders and said, listen, I'm just going to let it lapse because I have no idea what's coming next. I want to see what are these new changes and new plans, and then I'll make my decision fresh. And, you know, they don't even know whether they're going to take up an IP or not. So do we even need an IP? That's a very good question. And, well, I think the question you want to ask yourself is, do you want an option to stay in a better ward? And when I say a better ward, I mean from B1 onwards. Because, well, um, if you don't have an IP, the ward that you should really go and stay is the B2 and C ward because it's heavily subsidized by the government. And that is, uh, these are the two wards whereby your basic medical life would be able to cover most of the bills. I mean, we all know that if you're a Singaporean and PR, we all have medical life, it's compulsory, it's a universal coverage. But if you only have medical life, please do not go to a B1 ward and above because um, your medical life will not cover most of the bills. But if you want to have the option to stay in a better ward, you need to have an IP. The next question you want to ask yourself is, do you want to have the option to choose your own Doctor, I know that sounds like oxymoron, like something's wrong right now because we just spent so much time talking about whether the doctors are on the panel or not. But you, you see, but you still have the option to choose the doctor. It's just that they must be in the panel as opposed to if you only have medical life and you go to B2 and C ward, you really have no choice to choose your specialist doctor. So the second question, do you want to have the option? If the answer is yes, you need an IP. Of course, the third question is, can you afford the premiums, right? So I think most Singaporeans should be able to afford an IP because a large part of the premiums is being paid through your Medisafe. But having said that, again, it is the rider that makes the difference. Ask yourself whether you can afford the riders, which is the rider that you want. So these are the three things you ask yourself. Do I want to have an option for a better ward? Do I want to have the option to choose my own doctor? If yes, you need an IP, but check the premiums and select the correct rider. Okay, let's talk about choosing an IP. You know, some, honestly, I went to the comparison chart of, uh, you know, uh, private hospital plans. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even read the chart. The font was too small. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and then there are these riders that say you can choose with 5% capped at 3,000 and the other one says 10% capped at 3,000. But if they're both capped at 3,000, what's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, well, I was just, I'm just laughing at the, the fonts being too small because I, I have the same problem and I have to take a picture and zoom in. So, well, anyway, um, I'll just share a few uh, consideration. I mean, before we even go to the rider, you know, I will talk first about how do you choose which kind of IP plan to buy, the main plan, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to have the option to go to a private hospital, please buy an IP plan that allows you to do so. Okay? Now, it doesn't mean that after buying that plan, you have to stay in Maui, Glen Eagles. No, you don't have to. It's just that you have the option to go to one if you have it. Now, if that is not important for you and you are very sure that no matter what happens, I'm just going to the government restructured hospital, then don't don't waste money buying a plan that allows you to go to the private hospital because you're just wasting money. Mm. Okay? Now, if you want to go to the private hospital, if you, that is an option. Okay, I'm coming to the IP now. Okay, I mean, I'm coming to the rider now. 
again, I've said that earlier, but I'll repeat it. If you want an option to stay at the private hospital, then buy the correct rider. Because even though your main plan allows you to stay at a private hospital, your rider may not be suitable. So buy the rider that allows you to see maybe even any doctor at a private hospital. That's very important. So main plan, rider. Now, if, like I said, you are sure that you will only go to the government hospital or only use private doctors that are part of the panel, now, you may not have to buy the most expensive rider. Okay? The third point, again, is consider the affordability of the premiums. Now, I know it's all sound confusing. You are driving, you probably won't make it, but the good thing is this is, I know this is like on a podcast and you can re-listen to this again. But, well, Michelle, back to your question on this uh, cap of, you know, uh, 5% no cap, uh, have cap, you know, and all that. Well, simply put, right, if you, uh, all riders now, at least you need to pay a 5% co-payment. If you see a doctor that is on the insurance company's panel, there is a cap of 3000 Now, if you see a non-panel doctor, there is no cap, and so you pay whatever that 5% of the bill is. Okay, now, if you are buying the lousier rider of an insurance company, the co-payment may not be 5% anymore. It could be 10% of the co-payment. But again, well, depending on whether you are seeing a doctor from the panel, there could be a cap or no cap if you are seeing a non-panel doctors, right? Now, forgive me when I say lousier. I'm just making it simplistic. It's not a lousy rider. I just mean between two riders or three riders that the insurers are offering, there are better ones, relatively speaking, and they are the not so good ones. So, please keep a lookout for that. So, what, what, what is the considerations between choosing between those two? Uh, again, if you are planning to see a non-panel doctor, Okay, a non-panel doctor, meaning to say doctors are not in the insurance panel, then be sure to buy the better one from the insurer company, insurance company. But if you think that, no, before you see a doctor, you will always make sure that you are seeing a panel doctor, mm. then you don't have to buy the more expensive and the better rider, relatively speaking, in the insurance company. Just fantastic what you've done uh, to talk us through insurance without the charts. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's not easy. I, I tell you, sometimes when I talk, I, I get lost myself, Michelle. But like I said, I'm so glad that this is recorded and, and, and there's going to be a replay so people can listen in and slowly rewind and rewind if I have not been clear. You've been extremely articulate and very clear. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Chris, for joining us. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. He's Christopher Tan, founder and CEO of Provident. I'm Michelle Martin, and this is Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.